Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown, and I would like to welcome you to Barnabas Speaks. I hope everyone is doing well. I hope everyone is blessed. I hope everyone is encouraged. I hope everyone feels empowered. If this is your first time listening to the Barnabas Speaks podcast, Barnabas Speaks podcast is a podcast about encouragement, podcast about empowerment, podcast about faith. It has it has been a year. We think about from the time from March until now, it's been a year. I want to get straight into today's topic as we begin to just kind of consider everything that's going on. Consider the the fact that we are, we've been on, not lockdown, but we've been in quarantine since March. And it felt like things were getting better. And then now, if you're watching the numbers, especially here in North Carolina, the numbers are going back up. So it's uh, it's definitely been interesting to say the least. And so I begin to think about as we begin to approach the holidays and people have always said, uh, I guess studies have always shown that this is one of the most stressful times of year for some people as it pertains to finances and bills and things of that nature. But then the other type of stress is that being or going into being around family and the, the stress that comes with it. If you don't feel like you're aware where you need to be, it's so much stress and so much weight on you. And I, uh, I, I was thinking about that. I was planning on going a different direction with today's podcast. I was really thinking about going uh, more towards the uh, uh, using my book, uh, The Becoming, as a uh, series, a topic. And uh, no, although we did the Becoming for it, just in a different, different mindset. Or a different perspective from from the book, but uh, as I was riding and driving, God, uh, He spoke to me, uh, and He said, "People are tired, and they're tired. They are. There's so much going on, and there's so much that they're dealing with. And my people, and those that are not my people, yet <laughs> they need to know." That I have comfort for them, and so it's, it's a very short scripture, uh, first chapter eleven of the Gospel of Matthew, verse twenty-eight. King James reads, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest." That is Matthew, the 11th chapter, the 28th verse. And you'd think that, man, with all that's going on in COVID, all the things that we've have, excuse me, that I've been dealing with, that was seen, that, that was apropos, that, that yawn. But uh, all the things that we have dealt with, one thing that we should find ourselves is rested. But I think that we oftentimes associate rest with physical rest and tiredness with physical tiredness. But never, never thinking about the mental and the emotional toll that everything that has transpired has gone, that, that transpired over this year. The things that we have survived and gotten, gotten through, but it has been one emotional roller coaster. If you are like me, we started off the year excited about 2020. Everyone was talking about, specifically in the church, people were talking about 20, this is the year of 2020 vision. This is the year of perfect vision. And it seems 
as if this is not what happened. It doesn't seem like it was the year of perfect vision. There are people who are wondering where were the the where were the prophets then? I mean, where are the prophets now that said this is going to be year twenty twenty vision? Now, I'm not saying that all prophets miss because uh, there was some strong prophecy uh, coming from Pastor YPJ. And when he when he when he spoke about it, it really did come to pass. Uh, you should go definitely check him out on Instagram. He is uh, someone that's truly grown on me, and that, I'm, that I've been watching and listening to uh, over the over the course of this year. But anyway, but this is supposed to be the year of perfect vision, and it didn't. It doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like we are in a time of perfect vision it seems like we're in a time of man what is going on it started off with uh the the beloved basketball player kobe bryant dying and then next thing you know march hits and we're on we're on covid lockdown i remember because i was currently i was working at north carolina central here in, in, in durham north carolina i was working and as it slowly began to come it was like, man, we're shutting down. Uh, we start. We sent the students home, and then our our supervision said, "Hey, we're gonna be start working from home and dealing with all of those things and trying to work work through those things." And it became like one thing after the other. Then we found out that uh, then. I'm sure I'm missing some people, but uh, Chadwick Boseman died, and then people started dying from COVID, family members and friends. And even when we looked at our leadership, whether it was leadership in our cities and our states and in our the government, for the federal government, it felt like no one was prepared. And then parents had to deal with trying to 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 distance learn their, their children and help them with that and try to keep their jobs and there was so much pressure and what we said well man this is perfect man this, you're not spending time with your family that you need to spend time with but where was the break for the mind where was the break for the emotional toll that all of this took we didn't we don't spend enough time talking about that that this was this has been a time and as I was driving, God said, my people are tired. I was thinking, I just, I, uh, for those that don't know, between March and August, I, uh, I, I changed jobs. And so, ironically, I started my job, my previous job at North Carolina Central in September. No, August. No, no. Yeah, September of 2019. And when you work for the state, your probationary period is a year. And so right uh, basically about a month out of my uh, reaching my year mark or my, my, the end of my probationary period, I switched jobs and go into another probationary period, which is not as long as 90 days, which I completed uh, earlier this month. And I was thinking about the even what God showed me about the tension and the pressure unacknowledged by me that it takes to kind of be on probation, feeling like you're on edge, kind of feeling like you, you don't want, you don't want to mess this up. Uh, specifically, if you need your job, and you don't want to mess up 
and you want to show your worth. You want to make sure that you're doing a good job. And it's not the saying that you, you will stop doing after probationary period, but during that probationary period, <sighs> during that probationary period, oftentimes you are at will employee means that they can let you go anytime. Uh, without true reason. And so and you feel like that. And then so I went from that probationary period, not almost finished, and then going to another probationary period. And God said, that is what this year has been. It's been one long probationary period for a lot of people. Just trying to get through, trying to make it from month to month, trying trying it hard to, to battle this COVID and the, this pandemic, and then trying hard to to navigate through the racial waters and the, the, the pressure and the stress of 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 the of the sins of America coming back I think that oftentimes we try to avoid we 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 compartmentalize the reality of what how this country was built and it's almost as if and I'm now speaking from a black or African American perspective it's almost as if to point out those things means that you are less patriotic uh, to 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 have a perspective that of the things that you have dealt with in order to be considered patriotic and sometimes in order to even be considered Christian a good Christian or that whatever that means you have to deny that this is something that impacts your life. And I am now speaking for the, like I said, from, from a, an African-American, a, a Christian that happens to be African-American in America. And in order to be considered patriotic, in order to be considered a Christian, I, I'm, I'm meant to disregard and to throw out all those things that I deal with, whether it's subconsciously, whether it's mentally, whether it's emotionally, on a daily basis. And we're taught to smile. We're taught to persevere. And if I'm being real, we don't really get a chance. We don't get an opportunity to, to be honest to be our true selves because we're if, if you're you're like me where where i come from a a a place where my i was born in new york and uh when i was 10 we moved to georgia and my high school was majority white i went to Glen academy high school in the small city of brunswick georgia which is in southeast Georgia. If you've heard of Savannah, you've heard of Jacksonville. It's, it's right in the middle is where Brunswick, Georgia is. And so we as black people learn to kind of navigate and to sometimes have to uh, assimilate. Sometimes having to Code, <clears throat> code switch 
And then you, then I joined the Air Force, where you are oftentimes forced to be the example for your entire race. And you don't want to be considered the black person that's race that's quote unquote race baiting. And sometimes what they consider race baiting or pulling the race card is calling out inequities, calling out unfairness. So you learn how to silently stew. You learn how to acquiesce and you learn how to get along to get along and it becomes hard sometimes and we don't talk about those things we talk about it together you may not realize it but when we are have an opportunity to kind of just share with each other and to kind of let our hair down and to to breathe some we talk about those things And it's hard. And it's that pressure. It's that, that, that weight that's on your mind and on your, on your emotion. You can't see it physically because we've, we've learned to hide behind our smiles and our jokes. Because that's what we have been conditioned to do. And then we go to, we become, some of us become Christian, or uh, we're born Christian, um, born again Christians, and we, we find ourselves loving Christ. And oftentimes, we do our best to be Christians first, before we're black. And for any of those things, we're reminded of who and what Christ is, sometimes more than anybody. We're always reminded. And, and it's not that we don't remind, we, we don't, that we mind or we're offended or hurt by the reminder. I'm... Let me speak for me. It's not that I, because I, I like to be reminded and held accountable for what my confession is. My confession is that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. My confession is that, that he died on the cross for me. My confession is that on the third day he rose again with all power in his hand. My confession is that he now sits on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. My confession is that he is my Lord and Savior. My confession is that Jesus Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is who I follow. That's my confession. And I have no challenges being, I have no problem being held accountable, even when it hurts, even when I don't like it. Even, I, I, I want people, to, I want my brothers and sisters within, within the, the body of Christ to hold me accountable. I really do. But oftentimes, more times than not, it feels as if we the 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 christian black community are often 
the only ones held to that level of accountability. I, I'm not being cautious. I'm being thorough, and so it feels like I'm going slower than I normally do. And you, you know, yeah, normally I have a, you know, I have a rhythm uh, when I when I get going. It's not that I'm being cautious. I want to be thorough. I want to be. I want to also make sure that I'm speaking what God has me to say. But some of the pressure that's on us. Pressure beyond COVID. The pressure beyond what the pandemic has caused. Is that. We feel that we're oftentimes the only ones that are asked to be Christians first. Other people get to choose their political party first. Other people get to choose their financial status first. In fact, it's okay to be Republican or Democratic and Christian. But don't you dare represent your community or who you have been born to, been born to be because you should be a Christian first. And while we agree that Christ is all that matters, we feel hurt. We feel a certain level of struggle. Because it's not the same across the board. One of my greatest challenges is, and this is, not about Republican or Democrat, but I, what I, one of my greatest challenges was that I watched for years, and I'm not talking about on TV. I'm talk. I am speaking on people that I knew. I saw for years that people called President Obama, former President Obama, a Muslim. They said he's a Muslim. They even some of them even called him a terrorist. But would hold them to Christian standards, which logically doesn't make sense. If, you're, if your accusation is that he is not Christian, he's a Muslim, why would you hold someone that is not that of that confession to a standard that is outside of their confession? And then on the other side, people told me, these same people told me that President Trump is God's man and that he is... That he is a Christian. But then I watched as there was no standard held. That he was held to no standard. Not even the Christian standard. And this is not. If you. This is not saying man. If you voted for this person. This or that. That's not. That's not who I am. This is not even about Republican or Democrat. My. My. My, my burdened issue is. That we select who, when, and how we hold people accountable to their confession or lack thereof. 
And it's become a burden. We're burdened. And God said, my people, my people are tired, my son. My son, my people are tired. And we've been going through this long, and I gave the example of probationary period, and it feels like we're going from moment to moment, and we have not had time, or we have not had occasion to let, allow our mind to rest. We have not had Sabbath. We have not had that time of rest for our mind because it's been hell. It has been hell. And God told me to remind you, his people, his beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. To bring you him, bring you, bring him your burdens, rather. He wants them. And I know, I know, I know, I know it's not that always oh, that simple. I know that just because you bring God your burdens doesn't mean that all your troubles go away. But come unto him and find the your mental and emotional and spiritual rest. I, I know that it, it has not been easy. I, I know that you've seen like you've gone from, from issue and problem to problem and you're trying to figure things out. Trust me, I know I me who has went from a, a job where I felt the pressure to perform at a high level because I was so afraid that, that if I did not, that it would be easy that, 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 that I would be thrown under the bus and lose this job. And my, my family needed it. I know that pressure. But at the same time, wanted to be a good husband. Wanted to be a good father. Wanted to be a good brother. Wanted to be a good son. Wanting to, to do more for your community. Wanted to be a good Christian. Wanting to make your father in heaven proud. Wanting to do all these things. And it's the, the pressure. And what Jesus came to me today and said is, come, find rest in me. Pour your burdens out to me. I, I, I know. See, some of you have have mastered the self, not self-help, but uh, self-care. Some of you have have, have, have taken yourself to, to, to movies and, and binge watch on Netflix and just did nothing. And some of you have, have, have gotten your, your nails done and your, your hair done and, and just got a massage and all those things. Some of you have taken trips and gone to the beach and relaxed. But, it, it, but when you got back, you still felt this mental strain. And what Jesus, what, what the Holy, what Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you, he's telling me to tell you, come unto him and, and release the burden that's on your mind. Pour out unto him. He wants to know what's wrong with you. You. We used to sing a song, used to go, just a little talk with Jesus, and I'll tell him all about my troubles, and he'll make it all right. The, the, the reality of it is you you just need to talk with Jesus, and it may come in different forms, because some of you, some of us may need a, a physical therapist, and, and they may help you go through the emotional and mental things, but at, even after you meet, see the therapist, you'll still have to pour out your spiritual burdens unto Je at the feet of Jesus. In, ver in fact, in verse 29, right after he says, come unto me me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and i will give you rest he says take my yoke 
upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light learn of me you have to now what I'm, what I'm, what I'm telling you is, is that Jesus wants to hear about all your problems. He wants to hear about all your troubles. I'm telling you that I know that it's been hell. I, I, I know this is, no matter what, where you intersect, whether you are a Christian and, 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 hap, and there happens to be a woman or you're a Christian that happens to be black and a Christian that happens to be a minority woman and, and you have, you, you're a Christian that lives in a, a place where it's, where, it's, where it's hostile towards Christians, no matter what you be, whatever it is, I, God wants to know about it. He, he wants you to pour yourself out to him. And I promise you that, that, that he wants to hear it. I, I promise you if you dedicate you some time to, to, to just pray or not. I promise you if you dedicate you some time to pouring yourself out to him. I, I promise you that he'll give you rest for your your mental way down. I'm not going to say that because you prayed every day that the finances are going to be taken care of. I know that he can do it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not ready to say that, that I, because I I don't know what he's trying to teach you in that moment. I'm not I'm not sure everything that has to go through. Maybe maybe with the, for your financial deliverance you're going to have to take you're going to have some some responsibility. So I'm not here to give you that. What I'm telling you for your emotional, mental, and spiritual health and, and for your mental, spiritual, emotional, and mental and spiritual. Uh, rest. Um, God wants you to come to him. He wants you to pour your burdens onto him. He wants you to come learn of him. He wants you to take on the things of him because his burden is light. His yoke is easy. Come learn of me. I was driving and God said, my son, you're tired and you don't even know it. You're tired and you don't even know it. You don't even want to confess that because you've been built to be this person. You've been conditioned to be this person. That nothing impacts, that nothing affects. Because you've you you you've you built this image, not what other people see, the image that you see about yourself. You're tired and you don't even know it. You're trying to put on this image. You don't want to be seen lazy. You don't want to seem like you're absent. You don't want to seem any of these things. But you're tired. Somebody out there that's listening to this podcast, you're tired and you don't even know it. In fact, while I'm speaking to you, God is speaking to you, letting you know that you're tired and you're fighting back tears. Because he's saying, my daughter, my son, you, you're tired and you need rest. Not, not the physical tired. Some of you may be physically tired. 
But some of you are emotionally and mentally tired. You're spiritually tired. You're burdened. You're tired and you don't even know it. You're, you, you're putting on everything that you have to put on, even though you have these burdens. To the, the woman, the women that are listening, take off the cape. You don't have to be Superwoman. It's okay if you don't have it all together. It's okay if you don't have the energy to do everything that you think that you need to do to be seen as a quote-unquote good woman. Dear man, dear father, husband, it's okay. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to not have enough energy. It's okay to not want to. It's It's okay. In the words of my my brother in Christ, my brother Chandler, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to say that you're not okay. I'm talking to my generation of husbands and fathers. I, I say that because oftentimes we as husbands and fathers are judged by the sins of our fathers and the sins of our grandfathers. And many of us are trying so hard. To make sure that we are present fathers, that we're present husbands, that we're faithful and 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 active, and we we this is not we are not your your daddy's daddy dads and your daddy's husbands, and we don't just go to work and come and just sit down anymore. We are. We are participating in the, the function of the, the house and we are participating in the parenting of the children as we should. But I'm speaking to you because, because we are being judged by the, the sins of our past, the sins of our fathers and the sins of our grandfathers and so on and so forth. And we cannot lie about the, the society that we were birthed in as it it's bathed in inequity. And you're constantly lumped in with the other men and told you told that you were trash because men are trash or men be trash all this and i know it's the the popular thing to say and you can't admit that 
it hurts. Because to, to admit that it hurts, to admit that it that it tears at you, and all your effort, in the face of all your efforts, is somehow ascending within itself. From certain perspectives. And so you eat that. You don't say anything. And you have to take the blow. Take the L. Even though. You feel and believe you're busting your behind. To be different than the past. I now speak to the women who are not your mothers. You're not your mothers. Even when sometimes you're made to feel like you should be. You should be the mother like your mother. You should be a wife like your mother or your grandmother. And you're struggling between between two worlds of trying to do the right thing. Be the good mother. Be the good wife. And you're trying to fit into this cookie cutter mode. And this is why I say there's no stereotypical or perfect example of what a wife or a mother should be because you're a wife to one person and you're you're a mother to a certain set of children not everybody's mother and with that comes different personalities different preferences different needs different likes different desires And it's eating you up inside. Some of you are made to feel less than because you want to be a mother and because you want to be a wife and because you may want to be a stay-at-home mother or because you want to, to be an employee and not an entrepreneur and because you're not the, the things that people say that you should be now or you don't desire to be the thing that people say you should be now or the reverse. You don't desire what people say that a mother and a wife should be or maybe you don't desire to be a mother maybe you don't desire to be a, a wife maybe you don't desire to be a father maybe you don't desire to be a husband maybe those are the things that you don't desire and you're made to feel guilty and so now there's more pressure and more there's more of a burden on you and you're trying to get through the pandemic you're trying to get through the racial tension you're trying to get through the thickness of the political landscape. And on top of that, you're burdened on what you're not. You're burdened by that pressure. And Jesus told me to tell you, come to him. Tell him about it.
Let him tell you who he called you to be. Let him tell you what, 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 what you should be and, and what you shouldn't be. I'm telling you the burdens that we have placed on ourselves, the mental burdens that we have, the emotional burdens that we have, many times we put them on because we let other people tell us who and who we have to be and who we should be and how we should be. This is not a, a liberal or conservative message. This is the fact that you're tired and you don't even know it. Emotionally and mentally and spiritually beat up. Right now, I know that someone, when I say when I say this 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 phrase again, is going to cause you to tear up because you didn't you you didn't even want to acknowledge it. But you this is from Jesus, the voice of Jesus Himself. You are tired and you don't even know it, and you don't know what to do, and you feel lost inside of the, the, the inside of your tiredness because you feel that if you stop. It'll all hit you. And you're holding back the emotions now because you're, you're, you're trying to avoid the reality that you are tired. You're trying to avoid that one mental thing will cause you to break. One more emotional thing. One more bad phone call. One more... Uh, subliminal post it's going to cause you to want to scream and you've been waiting to scream and but you can't find the quiet space to even scream in your mind but in your mind you are screaming saying that you need some peace and you need some relief from the burden and jesus is saying that you're tired you don't even know it bring your burdens to me let me tell you who you're supposed to be You're tired and you don't even know it. That's I thought the title of this would be emotional roller coaster, but God has a way of letting me know what the title should be sometimes, even while I'm recording. And he said that you're tired and you do not even know it. You're stressed. And you and you're fighting through because that's what you're supposed. To, that's what you're supposed to. That's what you've been conditioned to do. And God said, "Put down the weapons, and rest." This doesn't mean that you stop moving physically, but you need some mental, emotional, spiritual rest. Watch a show. Spend some time in prayer. Meditate. Turn to Jesus and find your mental and emotional rest. He has a place for you to rest. He wants you to turn to him to rest. He needs you for what he has in store for you to rest. It's time to rest, beloved.
He has rest for your soul. I know you feel broken. But there's a there's an old song that says the potter wants to put you back together. And I know you feel like you're in a million pieces, but the potter wants to put you back together again. He wants to put your mind back together. He wants you to, to put your emotions back together. He wants to put your spirit back together. Go to the potter. Go to the potter. For those that are struggling emotionally and afraid to admit that you're tired, Jesus told me to tell you, bring him your burden. If you're heavy laden, take, take it to Christ. And if you need someone to take it to Christ with, come with, come to me. Find me. I'm Cloyd Brown, at Cloyd Brown everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we'll work it out together. We'll walk together. We'll talk together. Jesus wants you to rest. If I was preaching right now, I would say as you rest on your feet, we'd stand up and we'd pray together. But I'm not preaching, but I do want to pray. Heavenly Father, it is your humble servant again. It is your son again. I come behalf, on behalf of your people, your, your sons and your daughters. And I, I, I did what you told me to do. I told them that they needed rest. I, I told them that they needed to turn and bring you their burdens, Lord God. You said that, that we just need to come to you, Lord God. You said that if, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask freely of acts of the Lord and you would give it to us freely. And right now, the wisdom we need is to how to rest. How do we rest mentally? How do we rest emotionally? How do we rest spiritually? We need you, Jesus. We send these prayers in Jesus' name. We, we ask now, Father, Lord God, for that person right now that's Listen to it in the dark. I, I see them now. They listen to it in the dark and they're, 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 they're crying in the dark because they're, they're overwhelmed with everything that's on their mind, all everything that's on their plate, Lord God. They're crying in the dark. They're crying while they're driving their car. They're crying internally because they're out of work right now. And they, they, they really can't let it go. But right now, they, they need you. They don't need another sermon. They don't. They, they, they don't need a, another uh, a song. They don't need another. They don't need another uh, come together. They don't need anything from the president. They don't need anything from the governor, from the mayor. They 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 may need some 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 financial assistance, but that's not what's going to get their their insides right. Their their, their mental state right, Lord God. They need you. In fact, I want to make it personal. We need you to to encourage us. We need you to take our burdens. And show us who we're to be, because Lord God, we've we've mastered the the putting on the mask that tries to 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 to, to compensate for our, our our mental anguish, and it's, the mask has become too heavy, and we need you. We bring you our burdens. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that this episode has blessed you. Uh, I'm working on bringing my brother, our brother Kevin, back for another episode, and we'll talk some more. And I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that everyone is well. I know we're getting ready to go into the holiday season, and this is the time where you need to rest the most. 
I know it's been a year. But now is the perfect time for my sign off. And all of this, all of this, all of the mental anguish, all the spiritual anguish, all the emotional anguish. You feel like you have to handle it by yourself, that you have to be independent, you have to be strong. And you do have freedom. God has, has freed you from the shackles of your past. He has freed you from the shackles of sin. What I want you to know is that you should never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you. Until next week. Be blessed.